Hey, hey, thanks for pressing play and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast coming to you live from the Footprint Center. A lot of different storylines went down tonight. Phoenix Suns playing with the big three debuting. It's it's finally happened. The big three is here. The twins are back in town. We have Cameron Johnson and Mikhail Bridges returning to the Valley for the first time since playing for the Phoenix Suns this past February. But ultimately, the one thing that we will take away from this, Matthew, is a loss. Yeah, a little disappointing. Um, to say the least, I mean, when McKill and Cameron Johnson come back and they have that tribute video, well, sad. And then you want it to end there. And you just want the Suns to take over and demolish the scene, but they lose. So sad, man. Did you cry in the beginning? I cried a little bit. Uh, you saw me. You, you saw that, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. I don't want to lead off with the Twins because obviously I think the big story here tonight was the fact that the big three did play together. But yeah, it was an emotional night welcoming the Twins back to Phoenix and, you know, the memories and the what-ifs, you know? I mean, it's like, well, maybe they should have held on to them. Maybe they should have kept them. I mean, maybe they'd be winning this game, you know? I don't want to go all the way down that rabbit hole, but it's definitely something that uh, that we were thinking, weren't we? Yeah, I definitely think that all the time. Whether or not we're playing this team, I always think, you know, it wasn't the right choice. But then when KD does get in, entered, when he enters the game, you know, I'm just like, dude, that guy's a badass. I'm, I'm okay with it. But then when he can't hit a shot, so we're in the game, then I'm like, dude, we should have the foul. <laughs> and Kevin Durant's. Yeah, when, when Kevin Durant's making fouls uh, in the last seven seconds of the game, you're like, what are you doing? What are yeah, you doing here, Kevin? So. Uh, plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to hang out with us. If the audio is a little wonky, yeah, we're at the stadium. That's what happens when home games happen. Uh, representing Bright Side of the Sun, we are here. We are covering the game. So make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're reviewing this. If you're watching along live, we appreciate you. Make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. It helps with the algorithms and such, or however uh, that, that math works. So uh, pop them if you got them, Suns fans. I'm going to pop... A lemon head, Matthew. Where'd you grab that at, huh? Was it on the floor? It was downstairs. So I'm going to pop a lemon oh, head. Don't choke on it. Uh, let's talk about this game. Lemonhead, such a bad choice. Mm. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to down that, right? You can't spit it out. It's too, you can't go back. I just down, ate man. the whole thing. Okay, well I'm proud of you, dude. <clears throat> oh man. Well, a loss for the Phoenix Suns at the hands of the Brooklyn Nets. A very even match. I mean, you take a look at the overall statistics, and it was pretty evenly matched. But it's still gonna bring me to a question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Matthew, I gotta ask. I talked about it on the last podcast. Will the Suns ever be able to box out? <laughs> I mean, when it when they can't, it looks bad, and it comes in the worst situations. I mean, you were talking about how this Brooklyn Nets team. You know, they're big and physical. They kind of remind you of the Lakers. But I'm like, yeah, they're stringy. And they are stringy, too. Like, they're just – they're everywhere, right? They're going to find those little crevices and get in there and just snatch those rebounds or tip it back in. It's 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 tough because when you're watching guys like KD and Nurkic down there that are flat-footed, there's nothing they can do. They can hold their position. But these guys just come in like zombies. Are not zombies. I guess fast zombies, right? Is that what I don't know what I'm talking like, about? There, like, like the zombies from World War oh. Z. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, movie? there you go. That's yeah, the but those are zombies, zombies. right? Because yeah, as soon as I zombies. said zombies, I'm like, wait, those are, are those zombies? Okay, no, yeah, like World those War zombies, Z zombies where they climb the walls and stuff like that and just you know kill people within seconds. Um, that was the way the Nets were tonight, man. And it can be so frustrating as Suns fans to keep watching that night after night because you know you don't really have any other options to help right now. Yeah, it's again the, the ability to box out has been a challenge for the Suns, and 
It's not because of this guy. Nurkalicious definition make them boys go crazy. Oh. Yusuf Nurkic went for 22 rebounds tonight. 22. The team overall had 48. He nearly had half of their total rebounds. And therein lies the challenge with this team is they don't have a great secondary rebounder behind them. He is a physical type rebounder, not an athletic type rebounder. And with all these long athletic wings that the Suns possess, you'd think that they'd have a, a, a team rebounding mentality behind them, but they don't. And that's the challenge. And I see a lot of the Jamsters are hanging out in the chat and, and they're mentioning that as well. The fact that we've wasted, you know, Michael Cole, right? A wasted Nurkic game, no pace to play, no sense of urgency when you get down the whole game. Three point was okay. They killed us from deep. You know, and that's where obviously we miss Eric Gordon and we miss Grayson Allen. Uh, but it's just, it's, you know, John Tran, a wasted Nurk game. That's what happened in this game. It was a great Nurk game. And a lot of that's because their inability to garner rebounds and to negate the opposing team from getting rebounds. Seven, 16 second chance points for the Nets in this game. They win 116 to 112. That's 16 points and something. And we're seeing this kind of consistently that the Suns, as of late, since December has started, they're a top 10 team when it comes to giving up second chance points. You just can't do that and expect to win, man. No, you can't. And it was a waste in Nurk game, but I like to see how, I like tonight how Nurk just kind of really shined in a way where you kind of weren't expecting it too much, right? You kind of were thinking like the focus would be on Bradley Beal, Booker, and Kevin Durant, the big three finally starting together. But Nurk just shows you like how awesome he can be but how much of a real connector he is with this offense and even defensively he does so much for this team even defensively when he can grab a block push the pace and he can just like make sure that they have the fast break going as soon as he gets the ball that's huge for a center to do not just to block the ball out of balance but to grab it off the board and just push the pace but also just offensively man like he's gonna just have to pick and choose does he want the ball and does he want to punish the center, the other, the opposing center, and get his? Or does he want to pass it off and keep, keep this offense going? At times, he's going to have to pick and choose. It's going to be a rough decision for him. But I think if he can go with the flow of the game, man, like he did tonight, when he's hot, he's going to want the ball, and he deserves it. And he can punish those guys. And I think he's kind of learning, you know, what shots to take and what shots not to take. Even with these guys just being on the court for the first time together, you can see he's already learned. I think with Beal being back last game really helped him learn Beal. But he was really just working with Devin Booker a lot, especially in the third quarter or the second quarter where him and Booker were just kind of just owning the game at that time. And also just KD working with him too. But Beal's the next guy to kind of implement into that process of them just getting things together. But I'm super excited because he's the guy that I always look for every game because he's the difference maker. Because a lot of these guys, well, including the big three, they, of course, are going to carry it to a championship, but this guy, he has to be healthy the rest of the season. If he's not, I don't know what this team does because he is like a Walmart version of Jokic, but he can just keep this offense going, keep the ball moving. And uh, tonight was just amazing, I think, by him, obviously. Big beef in. Shout out to Trey Kirby from No Dunks. Big beef, 22 rebounds. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I love the fact that we're talking about Nurkic to kick off this podcast because he is going to be the guy – as we, as we are going to talk about the big three, obviously, but he's going to be the guy who's going to truly benefit from the big three being there. The gravity, we were seeing it right off the bat. The gravity that Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant are going to pull are going to leave certain guys open. Nurkic is going to be one of those guys because of his lack of athleticism. A lot of defenders believe that they can sag off of him, provide help defense, and then recover appropriately. But the way that he is going to get opportunity with this big three is one of the keys that we mentioned as we were watching this game. Nick Claxton for the Nets is a player who is more of an athletic type center, right? What has Yusuf Nurkic had challenges with thus far this season? The athletic type yeah. centers. So because of the gravity, he could actually cook a little bit in this game. Again, he had the 22 rebounds. He also finished with 16 points. He was seven of 15 from uh, the field. You know, a couple blocks, three assists. It was a fantastic game by Yusuf Nurkic, and it's something that we're going to continue to watch and see what kind of chemistry is developing between him and Beal, as you mentioned in the last game. A lot of him and Booker in this game. Him playing off of KD. When we start getting those high screen rolls with Nurkic and KD, putting opposing fours and threes into tough situations, 
it's it's going to be a challenge for opposing teams. And that's one thing I want Suns fans to take away from this. Yeah, we're 13-11. Yeah, the big three made their de- debut tonight, and they didn't win the game. But, yeah, they have a lot of learning to do, and that's – you can't judge the entire – uh, uh, big three experience off of one night at home against the Nets, who are a a long team, as you said earlier, stringy team. They remind me of the Lakers due to due to their length as defenders and their switchability as defenders. They have a lot of long wings. The difference between the Lakers and the Nets is the Lakers are a much more physical brand of basketball and dangerous with Jackson Hayes. Yeah, and it's just nice to see like them on the floor for one game. Um, I'm not really buying into the whole, you know, they can't get it right in the first game together. It looks like shit. You know, Bradley Beal is looking at the body language, look kind of frustrated with himself or just not getting the ball as much. I'm going to give it five to ten games, you know what I mean? I know it's a big stretch, but we have to see it that long. And I think this team can dominate certain times and then have clunkers like this tonight. But then also you're kind of looking forward to those ten-game win streaks coming up. And it'll happen, right? It's still a young season, and around the corner, there's big things for this big three. Absolutely, and we'll we'll talk about them a little bit, but the and we're not even going to talk about the big three as of yet. I think it's time that we talk about the twins. And twins. So obviously, the twins <laughs> return to downtown Phoenix. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson. Uh, it was it was an emotional experience. You know, they had the tribute video. Uh, it's, it's, it's been weird. And I'll say this, it's been weird this season, especially being down here at the arena. Cause we've seen Chris Paul and Dario Sarge return. We've seen Deandre Ayton return, but nothing's quite the same as Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson returning. Matthew. No. And they were, uh, Cameron Johnson was asking for the game, you know, about the tribute videos. And he said that Mikhail's definitely going to get one and they'll probably throw a little thank you in for him at the end him being Cameron Johnson. But that wasn't the case. It was combined. And I like that because it, that's what made it so emotional because the connection those guys had and like the last little part of the video where they're like, you know, fake punching or just whatever, wrestling, whatever the hell they're doing. It's like, dude, like that was just such a fun season. It just kind of just brings you back, obviously, to the finals run and just trying to stick together with that team as long as we could until it was split up. You know what I mean? So it does have you think while you're watching that. It's like, it's emotional. I just, I want those guys back. But also it's just like the Suns, first thing that goes through my mind is like the Suns have to win like soon otherwise this thing of you know is was it the right trade all that it's going to keep coming back around and I don't think it's a bad thing that I think about that it's just the Suns have to shut me up and just really show it on the court like I said five to ten games and we'll see but Mikhail and Cameron Johnson coming back tonight was just it was awesome to see dude I'm glad I got to see him backstage too for the first time see him in person up close which was really cool because I, I, those guys were just huge to me. And I know Chris Paul coming back was big and Dario Saric, but those two are just on a different level, I feel like. Yeah, when they showed the tribute video, you were sitting next to me and you could see I was tearing up a little. I, you know, I didn't cry, but I, I got a little emotional. I got a little bit yeah. I was beclept in that moment because, yeah, I mean, no. what they brought, they, they brought us KD. They brought us one of my favorite players of all time. And it's to see them and see the moments and, and what always drew us to them was the manner in which they played basketball and the fun in which they played. And ever since they left, this has been a team, you know, with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant who are hyper-focused on winning, uh, even though they're not necessarily doing that, uh, but hyper-focused on being competitive. And it's not as fun as it used to be. It was a fun brand of basketball. They were two of of the players who were part of the NBA Finals run. We had two here last night with Chris Paul and Dario Sarch. We had two here tonight with Cameron Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. Uh, overall, their performances, you know, Cameron Johnson had a great game, in my opinion, 15 points on three of seven shooting from beyond the arc. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had 21 points on seven of 19, kind of a rough shooting night for him, three of nine from beyond the arc. A uh, couple, you know, they combined for three steals, two blocks from Cameron Johnson. It wasn't them who really killed us in this game. It was just a collection of their entire team it was team basketball from the Brooklyn Nets and it's something that the Suns are going to be working towards doing with their big three starting off with the guy who was kind of the alpha tonight Big Dick Booker you know that is going to be the big question is as this big three starts to play with each other is how do they mesh 
Is it a your turn, my turn kind of offense? Is it uh, something that becomes fluid? Does chemistry start to play a factor? Devin Booker tonight ends with a total of, what, 34 total points. He goes 9 of 15 from the field and 14 of 15 from the line. Has 12 assists, a 34 and 12 night from Devin Booker. And it was interesting because at the beginning of the game, it was a lot of ISO book. He was really running a lot of isolation sets, trying to playmate, trying to set up his teammates. And when they went cold and gave up a, what, a 16-0 run that bridged the first and second quarter, and Devin Booker came back, he's like, okay, fuck it. I guess I got to be Big Dick Booker and just score all the points. Yeah, he was, like, really getting to the rim. Like, him coming towards us, you know, at the rim, drawing fouls and doing whatever he can to keep this team, like, close in the game or taking the lead. And, of course, they took the lead when we went down to get hot dogs and came back up and they lost the lead. And it was over after that. So, I guess we're kind of bad luck up here in the media booth. But um, I think that what Booker kind of brings now is the alpha, like he said. And if Beal's okay with it, it's going to be a thing. This is his team for sure. Um, he had the seven assists in the first half. Uh, shooting was okay. But, like he said, he kind of just took over in the second half. But everything just looks so good from him, man. Like, the way he facilitated, the way he kind of get him and Nurk worked together, like I mentioned earlier, it just was so crisp from him, man, tonight. And we said, wait in the good Nurk game. This Booker game was incredible, I thought. Like, he just is so close to that triple-double kind of. Like, he had, like, the five rebounds with, in the third by the third by the end of the third quarter. And I was like, okay, maybe he has a chance for the triple-double. It just doesn't happen. It never works out for him that way. But I'm sure he would have the win instead. The only thing is, towards the end of the game, towards the end of the game, you have KD taking shots, and that's fine, I guess. I just – the shot selection between even him and KD, like the last three that Booker took for them to really have a chance to get into this game and cut it to three, it was just top of the key, like three feet behind the line. It was just unnatural from him. I'm like, that Dumb was such shot. a bad look, man. Yeah, Dumb so shot. at times I was mad at KD and just him not being able to get anything to go down, but the way that Booker kind of handled himself – to end the game, that has to be fixed. I know there's a lot of jamsters in the chat right now talking about Vogel. He sucks. It's it's not Vogel right now, right? We talked about Monty only having two wins over there in Detroit and how more, you know, praise has to go to CP3 and what he did for this franchise. This is going to be a team that wins and loses by however Booker and KD goes, really. If their shots go down or not, that's all it is, I feel like. Well, and I just – it's weird because I see some of the things in the chat, you know, like Iverson, who's typically the most negative guy in any chat. He just, he's, <laughs> unless the Suns go 82, no, he's not happy. And he says, this team is a joke. I just got called negative. Uh, we had the big three and lost. Like, Iverson, what the fuck did you expect? They've never played together on the court at the same time. That they're going to go out and just blow the shit out of people? Lower your expectations, bro. Do you know ball? Like, I don't want to say that stupid phrase, but it's like, what is truly your expectation that this team's going to go 82 and 0 with them always in there? Mm, I mean, it's basketball. Yeah. There's a team on the other side that does possess. The, the, the Nets are a decent team, right? They're now 13 and 10. Suns are 13 11. The Nets are 13 and 10. They're a team that has chemistry with Mikael Bridges and uh, Cameron Johnson. Uh, and they're a team that is, is, is a quality team. And you have to respect that. So at the same time, and, and with Coach Fallon, Fa or, or, or yeah, equipment manager Fallon Fando, hold that back up. We're missing <laughs> yeah. Lee, Gordon, Allen, Akogi. So we're yeah. missing a bunch of players, okay? They have one guy out on Brooklyn. So they're playing their full, a full, fully loaded gun. And to be frustrated with Vogel because the team's not hitting three pointers, if the team goes nine of 28 from beyond the arc, yeah, because Vogel's out there shooting. Again, it's to each its own. Your fandom is is your fandom, but I can also have opinions on your fandom, and I think that you know there's there's two things. Like one, have realistic expectations or don't. You do you, boo. And uh, you know if, if your name is A and you're a Lakers fan, you're yeah. Suns post game chats against uh, the Nets. Get a fucking life, you loser. No, no, keep coming back. But uh, I just want to say too, like the excuses, it they're not really excuses because honestly. I just I feel like I feel like I know like deep down like when a loss is a bad loss now by the time I'm at this age watching the Suns my whole life. It just doesn't matter right now. Like that the Jim like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber when he's at the bar, he's like, I don't care when that girl keeps talking to him. It's like these games when they're losing these games, even if they win this one, it's like I don't fucking care because this is not how they're gonna look. If they look this way, obviously going to playoffs, then yeah, it's gonna be miserable. But right now it's just like I don't care. Let's just get the ten games healthy and get like uh 
Paul Thunder said, all those other guys, even a Kogi coming back and Grayson Allen, those are big key contributors to this team. We can't just act like it doesn't matter because it does. So I just don't care enough. Yeah, I just I want to see progression. Isn't that right? Is that the one thing that we're really keyed in right now? Progression. This is a starting point right here, knowing that you again, no rotations are set because the two primary guys who are going to be your key guys who are offensive forces coming off the bench in Allen and Gordon were not available tonight. And that's just the way it is. So this is a starting point. The first time that the big three plays together, uh, they lost by three points to a, a quality team or four points. I'm sorry, to a quality team, except and accept it and move on. I do want to talk a little bit about Bradley. Bean. She said, you're not the only one, but you're the best Bradley. Boom, boom. Bradley Beal had a really good game, in my opinion, uh, but was somebody who was really just kind of uh, not engaged at all times because he's trying to learn his his spot in the rotation, I guess. But he played 34 minutes tonight. He was 6-9 and nine from the field, 2-2 two two from beyond the arc, 14 points, 4 assists, 1 steal. Why wasn't Bradley Beal more involved, do you think? Um, it could be one or two things. I mean, if he's just not really ready and available, um, you know, emotionally, not just kidding, uh, physically, and, you know, just – just being there and just able to actually run off picks and get open and stuff right now, that's fine. Obviously, it makes sense for him to kind of work his way into that. So if Booker's running the offense and he just knows, like, hey, Beal's going to kind of take a back seat, hit his wide open three when it's there, that's fine right now until he can get himself in the back into shape. I'm okay with that. Um, but there is kind of a body language thing I picked up on a little bit. He just kind of does seem a little frustrated out there. I think it's more of just his game right now and just him having to get back into things. He's probably still freaked out about the back, freaked out about like, hey, if I go down injured again, like, fuck, this fan base is going to be after me. That's in the back of his head. You know it has to be. So there's a lot going through that guy's mind until he can hit 10 or 15 games straight without having to deal with any kind of injury. Once that happens, he'll be in good motion with his offense, and he'll be able to pick and choose when he wants to take over with Booker. But, like, tonight, it's just it's all Book, right? Book is just going to take over. He's going to make sure that um, Beal gets his when he's open. But there was just no movement from Beal, like, most of the game. I barely knew he was out there. Then he would exit the game. Like, oh, I had no idea he was even in the game. So that's a bad sign. But it's not bad when it's like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. It's just bad and like, he's going to be taking a little bit longer to get back into the group of things. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, he's working himself back into basketball shape. And he is an elite athlete, and it's going to take him some time. And we've been through this before, Suns fans. Remember Devin Booker last yeah. year when he came back after 25 games being gone? Took about four or five games to really kind of get his legs under him. To your point, he was out there a lot of times, and you didn't really notice it because he was gravitating towards the corners. That's where he found himself uh, on continual possessions. The beginning of the game, the first quarter, when he was highly effective and was the leading scorer for the Suns, he was coming off back screens, coming off uh, pin downs, and find himself open and hitting those shots. And it tired him out a little bit. You could see a little bit of fatigue, and I feel like that's some of the body language that we saw tonight was just some of the fatigue and some of the frustration with the fatigue. The fact that he's he wants to be there so bad, but he just he's not there yet, and it's going to be a process. About four or five more games to start to have those legs under him, and he could become an offensive force in that fourth quarter. Uh, but again, I think that all positive things. It was great seeing him out there. Great seeing the big three out there overall. Uh, obviously, the, the third member of the, the big three won Kevin Wayne Durant. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. A rough night for Kevin Durant to start the game relative to shooting. He ends 9 of 18 from the field, but only 1 of 5 from beyond the arc. 27 total points. He had four assists, uh, six rebounds, one steal, two blocks, and one savage block in there. And one really, really dumb foul, Matthew. Yeah, and it was his first game back after missing a couple. So takes a while, man. And honestly, he had such a good stretch in the beginning of the season where it's just like he kind of needed a break, right? And I think more of his injury was a little bit of more of a rest and getting back into things and clanking those shots tonight that were big shots. It's rough to watch at times, but you just know he's going to have those offsetting games, meaning like five or six game stretches where everything's going in and he's KD. So tonight, like he tried to take it in his own hands, right? To be the hero and lead the Suns to a victory. It just wasn't ball for him tonight. Yeah, and once I knew the, the fourth quarter came around and it started to get a little bit close, I knew KD would go into KD mode. And unfortunately, due to the fact that he was just kind of off a little bit, I had a feeling it wasn't going to necessarily go the way that the Phoenix Suns wanted it. And that's just kind of 
That's just the way it goes. Like I said, that's my phrase this year. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> after, we after we continually lose time and time again. Is that but the thing you always to, say? I've been saying it a lot this year. because like, Oh, I, that's I the one thing. On okay, I thought it was something else. Okay. No, I said it on a podcast earlier how whenever I say that in my head, I start to sing the South Park song. Oh, yeah, Canada. that is, yeah. 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 That's the way it goes. And war, we're shed upon, though we die. No resistance lives on. But what are your expectations for the big three over the next five games? Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for W's or are you looking for progression? Because, again, the chat goes crazy anytime we lose a game. Uh, and they might as well just become fans of a different team because they're like, well, the Suns are going to choke again. Then why are you fucking watching, guys? Like, yeah, it is. It's part of the experience, Clark. Jeez, the yeah. little lights, they're not twinkling. What I'm, what I'm watching is just when they're bringing the ball up, is everyone just going and doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? A lot of times tonight, you can just see them kind of standing like, wait, what? Who has the ball? I mean, am I supposed to bring the ball? You know, they're just kind of taking their turns. They're just kind of standing there watching each other. Once that goes away, then I'm okay with it. I think it's just going to be there for a little bit. And you can see how, like, even Booker's just trying to manage things, even with Nurk. You know, getting on a Nurk a few times today and him going back and forth with Nurk, that kind of expired a little bit over the last few games. I feel like Nurk was kind of just on his own. He wasn't getting yelled at by mom and dad. But tonight he was kind of again. But it has to do with just working guys back in and Nurk having to just manage so much with that team. But once guys just know what the hell to do out there, and you can just see those 12 0 runs, you know what I mean? Then I'm okay. Obviously, duh, Matthew, duh, but that's just all. It, it'll take a few games, but it'll be there soon. Yeah, and that's what we're waiting for is that offensive firepower to just, just think about the preseason, right? In a, in a couple of the preseason games, the Suns would just lay it on. And we. What really killed them was that stretch where they gave up that 16-0 run. They were digging themselves out of that hole for the remainder of the game. Went up by seven, you know, in the late third, early fourth. Uh, but ultimately, just didn't have the energy to close it out. And, you know, a, a shout-out to, again, the equipment manager, Fallen Founder. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, the, the Suns are going to continue to try to find what that chemistry is. And we're just all along for the ride. That's why we watch the regular season. That's why we are fans. That's why we're fanatics, because as we watch the season and you see these peaks and you see these valleys, you have to understand that at the end of the day, it's a growth opportunity. And this team has to mold and they have to mesh and they develop that chemistry that's going to be so key come playoff time. It's not there. And if it was, I'd be a little bit shocked. But we, it, it is going to happen soon. You know, we play the Knicks on Friday, Sean Mary night. And, uh, and it's great, you know, for those, uh, they got Sean Marion just chilling up there on the screen, you know, because it's Sean Marion night next week or next Friday. But that's that's what's going to happen is, is we're going to have a couple games here pretty soon where all of a sudden, boom, Suns are up 15 in the blink of an eye. And then they have to hold the lead. And that's a whole other thing. We haven't even gotten yeah. to that yet. The Suns are digging themselves out of situations. They haven't had to hold the lead necessarily with the big three because it hasn't happened yet because guess what ladies and gentlemen jamsters over the world this is our first game being playing together so yeah chill, and you know a what a couple lemonhead this is all they think about right this is booker kd and bill this is all they're going to be talking to it's not like we have a bunch of deandre aidens here we have to just you worry about them ever getting it together because they don't give a fuck outside of the game right this is what they're probably talking about right now going to sleep texting each other about they're Chris Pauling it like two o'clock in the morning, just like sending a text or sending a telegram, whatever he did in the past, where you just call somebody up two o'clock in the morning and talk basketball. These guys are trying to figure it out, right? So it's the experiment of just game by game and just trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. But obviously, it's just figuring out like in which situation who should have the ball, who the ball should go through. But we already know it's going to be a mix, and they'll. It's not going to be like, oh, Beal should have ran that possession. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like that. It's going to be like, okay, when these guys are feeling it, they'll know who should own the ball. In what, sorry, I got distracted. Own the ball in what situation. Sorry. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's my number. Four. So call me maybe. Chimetsi Metu got the start as the fifth starter for the Phoenix Suns tonight. Uh, obviously with Josh Okogie being injured, with KBD not playing well as of late, and that's just the way that it is right now. Uh, I like the, the, the Metu play, but he only played 20 minutes because of the way that the Nets were attacking. When, when they had Claxton in there, they were a slower team. But when they went small ball, 
it really affected Metu. He, he scored eight points. He had four rebounds. He hit a couple threes, which was much appreciated because, again, the Suns only hit nine of them. So anybody who had a three tonight, you were slow clapping like, thank God. But at the same time, uh, we talked about it before. KBD, Metu. It was KBD over Metu in the final five minutes. What are your thoughts on that? That's just, I don't know. What am I supposed to think? KBD getting minutes? I don't know, dude. It's it's kind of, uh, it's one of those things that just doesn't really come into my mind. Like, it's just, I don't, I glance over it when it comes to KBD unless he really sticks out. He definitely is a guy that you don't know is on the floor. But uh, with Metu, to start the game, I thought he was fantastic. And I like him in the starting lineup, of course, with that team. But the thing is, like, you need him to be more physical, too. Like, when he's playing with Nazir Little and they have, like, the big three in there or minus deal and you have Nurkic in there with those guys, that's that's fun to watch because I think at times you can see Metsu and Nazir just coming from both sides defensively and then offensively. Like, there's a cutting. They're going to try to grab the offensive board. They're going to try to make a mess in there after someone shoots an outside shot. So that happens. I feel like... When that does happen, it's fun to watch. But like, yeah, like you said, he can't get played out of the game. So it's like, okay, well, we had high hopes for him or something. It's like, no, it's just like, it's like one of those things where it's like when a Kogi is able to, you know, deliver when the big three's healthy and now he's a course out, like you'll see his game just develop with the big three in there. And it's the same thing with Metsu. When he's actually able to play, like coming off the bench, and like when Grayson Allen comes back, maybe Grayson Allen starts. But when Metsu comes in off the bench or something and he's able to play with like Little, I think those two are going to be kind of a menace towards the end of the year. But it's just going to take some time, man. They're going to go through some bad games where he gets played out of the game. It's just It makes sense for a guy like Metsu. It's not going to be consistent like you think. No, that's a bench player. I mean, they're all uh, inconsistent. I think that, you know, the first quarter of the season was survival mode. No Bradley Beal, no – Devin Booker, no Kevin Durant. The Suns were in survival mode. Now this is growth mode. The next quarter of the season, all right? So the, the, this, the halfway point for the Suns this season is January 19th after a game against the New Orleans Pelicans, all right? That'll be game 41 of 82. Until then, this is, this is growth mode. And growth, there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. And it is Frank Vogel identifying what his rotations are at the back end of the game, putting KBD in the last five minutes to see if his length and his uh, athletic intangibles are the right recipe for success defensively to help this team. And then they were, they got stops late in the game, key stops and KBD was in there and part of those things. Uh, Jordan Goodwin was out there. Why? Because he's a oh. fuck shit up guy, right? He's part of the fuck shit up fraternity. So that's what the Suns and Frank Volger are going to be navigating for the next quarter of the season is to dial in those rotations, really understand and fortify those roles and again, there's a lot of those variables out there right now that are just unfortunate. Not having a Kogi out there to play in the last five minutes. Not having Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon to saddle the the times in which you have either Booker off the, the court or you have uh, uh, Beal off the court, right? To have that secondary guard who can still score next to one of the two other guys. So those, those extra variables are something that the Suns are trying to navigate. Uh, their stars did their best to carry him. Their role players were kind of average. I think that boxing out was unbelievably un- unimpressive again tonight, and it's what ultimately cost them a victory at home against uh, the Twins. You know, but Twins versus Big Three, Twins win, and that's just kind of – dare I say it, Matthew, that's the way yeah, it goes. That is the way it goes. And really quick, too, I I feel like Cam Thomas did a great job tonight. But he's I just feel a like good times, basketball player. He's really good, but – to me, I'm always like, I feel like Mikhail Bridges needs to have the ball more. And that's not just like me being a big Mikhail Bridges fan. It's just me, uh, you know, thinking like he's a better player all around. But maybe not. I thought he just, you know, during the – are the Nets on a win streak? I know they won two in a row. I don't know if they won three in a row before getting here. But I just know on their little two-game win streak or whatever they had, like Mikhail was scoring and, you know, he was just handling the ball more, I thought. So it was just weird for me to see Cam, uh, Cam Thomas um, – just have the ball as much as he did, but I haven't really watched the Nets that much. Do you know who sucks? Ooh. Shoot! Ah, you do the I can't shoot a. Oh. This guy's 
what that O two from Beyond the Arc. I thought I think it's um, what's the last time you had a three? Uh, zero point seven minutes last yesterday. <laughs> did did he hit one? I think he had two yesterday, didn't he? Oh, did you just close out? All right, well, John's gone. So, yeah, Yuta did have a couple threes yesterday. But also, Yuta is the guy that you want to really watch and make sure that he's on the bench. That's where you want to watch him, right, John? You want to watch Yuta on the bench, not on the floor, right? 100%. I don't even want to watch him on the bench, man. <laughs> I know. I know. And I feel bad sometimes. But, dude, it's just it's, it's ridiculous, man. Somebody said earlier in the in – the, chat it's peaks in l valleys right now and he's just going through one you know that's why we we say that yeah it's 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 peaks in l valleys but that's why we say he's living in the shaman zone you're traveling through another dimension a dimension not only of bricks and of boards but of mind a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of stagnation that's a signpost up ahead your next stop the shaman zone yeah, so Sh- Shamit, who's going to be here on uh, Sunday because the Wizards are coming back. The Shamit revenge game, oh shit. Uh, but that's where Yuta Wananabe's kind of living right now, that, that lack of confidence. And it's primarily on the defensive end. And his sh- and here's what scared me tonight, Matthew. One of the two attempts by Yuta Wananabe was a flat three. Look at shit. That is very Shamit-esque. Yeah, he bricked it right in the front of the rim. It's just it's nasty to watch when he's wide open. Um, I... Do you notice like every release he has is just totally different from the last one? Like it just never looks the same. It just you can feel him thinking out there with every shot. And I was trying to switch back to so the play Eubanks dropped, but Eubanks is definitely in the shaman zone for me. You, like yeah. four minutes night negative, what was he negative eighteen or something crazy like that? But even KD tonight was just like, dude, chill out because he had the ball up there at the top of the key. No one was on him, so it's like drive and just make something work, draw a foul, or pass it out to the corner three point sh- shooter who was who, whoever was standing there. And he just didn't do either, he froze with the ball. I don't know what happened to this dude. I know I talked about him being a starting center, and he's you blame it on me, obviously. But right now, dude, Eubanks is right there with Shamit to me, he is, and it's yeah. disappointing because in a game like this, I want Eubanks to step up to where it's a more athletic team, and he's our more athletic center, even though. Compared to the Nets, not as athletic, but you want him to battle with those guys, and he was only able to play the four minutes. Unless did he get hurt? Did he not? Did he get hurt? I don't know. He was wearing those Air Jurassic Parks tonight, so I don't know. <laughs> those are nice. So he's not in the Shamit zone because the Shamit zone is like it's when a shooter loses their confidence. Uh, he has no confidence. Drew, though. Does it have to be a shooter though? Really quick. Does it have to be a shooter for the Shamit zone? Yeah. Oh man! But Drew Eubanks is more of in like the Jock Landell like zone, if you will. I don't know if it's a zone or if it's just like a uh, it, it's, yeah. it's like a seedy part of the bar, you know, where like nobody goes. It, it, it's like the part of the bar where the big ballers hang out, but like it's a guy by himself because no one wants to be his friend, uh, and he's yeah. just all by himself and he's alone. He's wearing funky looking Air Jurassic Park shoes on, and everyone's like, "What's up with the guy with the shoes?" <laughs> yeah, you Eubanks is a is Spewbanks right now. He makes me want to yeah. throw up. It's unfortunate, man, because he has that athleticism. He has that ability to finish around the rim, but for some reason, I don't know if the tape on him is out to opposing uh, coaches and they're studying it. Like, hey, when this guy comes in, knock him off his spot. And he's not going to have the ability to be as effective because he's not a great shooter. He's 100% from beyond the arc, but that was like a, oh sh- an oh shit three, right? So, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. And and uh, what, what do I oh, always say? He, that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. So I think Eubanks is just uh, – he's stuck in that the jock strap or whatever. Yeah, he's old. stuck in the jock strap. Liddell jock strap. Okay, I guess you can be there. But honestly, I for the Shaman zone, I might have my own rules. Because the Twilight Zone is endless and different dimensions intertwined. So well, I have my own, and Eubanks is part of it. So If you go by the Shaman Zone, it does say it's a place of uh, – I forget what the Shaman Zone says. Let's just go to the subreddit. <laughs> the Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, so I was hanging out in Brooklyn on their Brooklyn subreddit. And I'll tell you this, one thing, the Brooklyn subreddit, not a lot of people there. You know, I was a, I was on the Warriors subreddit last night, and they're popping off. They're talking crap. They said, Devin Booker's got beady little eyes. They're just rude. But when you look at what the 
Brooklyn Nets subreddit said, uh, they were talking a lot about Yuta Watanabe because Yuta Watanabe used to play for the Nets. <laughs> and they said, Yuta used to always make those threes with us, which again fortifies the fact that he's in the Shaman zone. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just trade Chris Paul for even just one solid role player. Katie and Book with a bunch of solid role players is a championship team. That bill contract is going to haunt them. What do you think of that one, Matthew? Unmute, unmute. I unmuted you. Oh, I can't. This is... Okay, whatever. There, there you is. go. Hey. All right, so uh, what I was saying was, yeah. uh, what was the question again? <laughs> I think I just went wrong. Uh, Oh, the, no, 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 not at all. No, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, come on. We, we know what we have back in the book and who's coming in off the bench when they're healthy. We, we know who it is. That contract, yeah, it sucks. But what do I always say? Contracts don't matter in the NBA. It's, it's non-existent. It doesn't matter. So get rid of it later on. Okay, I'll allow it. Uh, somebody, it said, somebody, said, somebody said beat KD fucking ass. Rude. I never watch Western Conference teams. Booker's pretty good, huh? Like, they were complimenting Booker consistently. Every time we go to one of these subreddits, especially when you have a Western Conference foe, and then you, if you throw in a Pacific Division foe, man, they dog Devin Booker. No, nah, not the Nets. Like, hey, this guy's pretty good. I, <coughs> excuse me. I can't believe they have Book and KD on the same team. Well, they said in the same team, but that doesn't make anything. Uh, and then the last comment, fuck Magic Johnson. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, Matthew, anything else from your notes that we've missed thus far in this conversation? Let me take a look. But the music's gone, right? All right, so. I can sing to you. Uh, no. Oh, the it's, it's amazing how you go, you go over everything. It's like you're looking at my notes during the game, man. I'm, I was just over here just taking pictures the whole time. I'm like, hey, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, whoa. What the heck? Hold on. This happened to me the other day. It's my phone. My phone does this. That's awesome, man. Those listening, what did I do the oh, other day? Oh, I got it too. There's something that you can make it look like an explosion. What was it? For those uh, listening, I'm sorry. Uh, so here's what's <laughs> happening. It's Matthew and I did a thumbs up, and a little bubble came up on the screen. It's something with an iPhone or something, rather. Um, and, gosh, I, I'm trying to think of what it was the other day where I was just like, I did it on a call. I was on, like, a Zoom call, and I did something. Also, there was, like, explosions behind me. I don't remember what it was. But anyways, uh, yes, yeah, yeah uh, so says Jay just says it said in the chat. says, oh, my God, that happened with me on the Aussies because he was on this Aussie Suns fan podcast and I saw it happen. I'm like, that's funny. There's one where you can make an explosion behind you. What is the move you have to do? This is so us. If you're listening, we're sorry. Just like it, it keep hitting um, thumbs up or, or fast forward until you do it. What is it? Is it... <laughs> I don't know. Like that? No. What, 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 other, what, other, what other things would you do on a Zoom call? Um... I was gonna say pick your nose. I'm just, I'm just making faces. <laughs> we're running out of things. Oh, oh no, we definitely are. I'm gonna do Jamstar, then we're gonna get out of here because we have to drive home. But now, what is it? Somebody in the chat, oh, tell Gabble me. Gabo said, "Did you fart?" Well, no. Is that it? If you just do this, it's 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 that. It gives a thumbs up. So like John Nelson's this? in the John Nelson's in the chat. He's just like, this team needs to work on their passing. He does. We're sitting here trying to do like thumbs up. <laughs> I think it's I think it's time for the jam. Jam star of the game. Matthew, jam star of the game. Who are you getting to? Are you going Dev Booker? Are you going use of Nurkic? Are you going with the twins? This is actually a tough one because I, I love Nurk's game, but the way that Booker was playing just in, during that stretch, I'm gonna give it to Nurk. He had 22 rebounds tonight. Last time a Sun Center had over 20 rebounds, I destroyed him on the podcast. It was DeAndre and I was so mad with him because he missed like I an offensive that. rebound. Yeah. It was against the Mavericks. Wasn't he like 20 and 20 that night too? Yeah, that was just... It was something like that, and he missed like an offensive rebound at the end. He didn't box out. They mm. won the game. I was so pissed at him. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm giving it to Nurk, man. I thought he was fantastic in this game. So Good. 
Next game for the Phoenix Suns, they're going to be playing right here at the Footprint Center on Friday against the New York Knickerbockers. And it's going to be a Sean Marion go into the Ring of Honor night. Uh, one I really want to go to because everybody knows I'm a huge Sean Marion fan. Until yeah. Devin Booker stole my heart a couple years ago, it was me and Sean Marion. Uh, and, I, and I defended him to you all the time for all his attitude stuff. I, I always love Sean Marion. So looking at the Knicks, you know, a team that they took the Suns hitting a, a miracle shot to go up to win 116 to 113. Uh, a couple weeks ago, how do you feel about the Phoenix Suns playing against the New York Knicks? I can see it ending the same exact way. Oh, there it is. It's a double thumbs up. It's a I double thumbs that. up. <laughs> this is awesome, man. 2023. I love it, dude. That's a good New Year's one, too. I remembered it. Now I'm just going to do that all the time while the pod. <laughs> while, while giving my takes. Um. What to watch for, or what are we talking about? The New York the Knicks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I one question though. It's eight o'clock. So is it a post game, Sean Marion Ring of Honor thing? Did I hear post game or is it halftime? I, be- I believe it's uh it's post game. Oh damn, it's gonna be a late night. So yeah, we'll be coming to you late that night, Jamsters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's going to end the same exact way, man. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, the thing is, like, last game when it, when it started, Julius Randle was having such a rough time. Then he kind of found himself there um, down the stretch, and then it was just kind of tough on the Suns in certain situations. But I think having the big three back for a second game, you're going to notice a bigger difference. But I, th- I still think it's going to be a close game, though, right? Or you think it's going to be a blowout? I think we're going to kick the ass. Really? Okay. I, I like do. That. I do. Right. I really do. Uh, Aussie Suns fans in the chat asked, did either of you guys pick me up a KD bobblehead? No. no. I didn't get Are we one. allowed to do that, though? I wish. I, that's the one thing I would – you know me. I love Kevin Durant. I was looking it at – It didn't look like him, though. Did you see it? Yeah, but still. I was looking for little kids, and I was just like, I want to Draymond Green one of these kids. Put them in a chokehold, slap them. I was like, hey, what's that over there? Just jack their <laughs> KD bobblehead. Because that's one thing I would put up behind me at the podcast. But that being said – uh, let's go to our thoughts. Thoughts. Um, brains? Uh, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely after bitch slapping Yusuf Nurkic. Thoughts on that? I mean, it makes sense. You can't just, you know, suspend him for another two or three games after what he did because he just came back, man, after another suspension. So the highlight reel continues where Draymond Green, maybe that's what he wants. He wants to have the highlight reel when he retires of him just punching people in the face and kicking them in the balls. That's fine, but you don't you don't want that continually continuing through the NBA season. I mean, as a fan, sometimes it's kind of fun. Like, come on, it, it's kind of funny. It's kind of stupid. It's outlandish. It's kind of something that keeps us entertained, but it's still so fucking frustrating. Adam Silver did the right thing. If he comes back this season, obviously it'll probably be a, what like ten game suspension. But I just I think he's I I don't think he plays more than, what, 10 games the rest of the season? I just think it's kind of pretty much over for him. I go the exact opposite. It'll be two games max. I honestly believe that. You know, he's got to go and, and, you know, hit a couple qualifiers and see a sports psychologist and whatnot. It's just them just instead of saying, hey, yeah, it's going to be a five-game suspension again or putting a precedent to it, they're simply just giving him a, a fake timeline to come back. He'll be back in two games. It's it's, it's no big deal. Uh did you listen to Bill Simmons with Doc Rivers? No, you know, I didn't. Um, I have a hard time listening to Doc Rivers. Him and his son, I just can't stand. So I don't listen to those pods. What do they say? Well, one thing that Bill Simmons said, he goes, well, he goes I really feel that uh, Draymond Green's starting to go off the deep end this season. Doc Rivers is like, yeah, he got kicked out of a finals game for this stuff. And he's been like this his whole career. So it's the, the challenging thing is just not safe. You know, it's just you shouldn't be out there and you shouldn't allow him to do it. So we'll see how long. It occurs. Uh, I think it was interesting. You know, it's one of the th- things when I first walked in the arena, that was the kind of the, t- the Twitter notification was the Woj bomb that Draymond Green's going to be out for an indefinite period of time. And it's like, good, good riddance, man. Don't let that kind of crap happen uh, in the NBA. It's like between him and Patrick Beverly, they're just two players who, you know, there's a difference between physicality and, and being unsafe. And Draymond Green consistently has been unsafe. He's been suspended for five games already yeah. for choking out uh, Rudy Gobert. And now, you know, that happened a day before we played the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then he did it to our team. 
but I honestly think it'll be a couple games. We'll see him at Christmas. I mean, just all right. I, I think it's. I think I'll just like again. I just don't think this season he finishes it off. And it's it's funny because you would think he would kind of knock it off just because Steph Curry's there and he's trying to have a hell of a season. Clay Thompson absolutely, and uh, he's a dumpster fire right now. But I think Curry's trying to make this a season as much as he can, and everything's falling around him. Everything just is completely disastrous around him. And that sucks for Curry, but you would think Draymond would get his head in the game just for that reason, but he hasn't. So the, the reason, because he is that way right now, I just think it's over for him this season. Um, his head is just in a different place. If he's not putting his team first and he's still doing this shit, which is every other game, it's just it's a different story, dude. I just really think he plays like 10 more games this year. But anyways, well... So says Jason. Thinks it's going to be a 14 game suspension. I think it'll be two. That's my. I, I'll say this. He'll be playing on Christmas. That's my prediction. All right. And that's what you know. 12 right. days away. So, uh, outside of that, any anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here tonight, Matthew? I think that's it, man. I see you guys Friday night for a late right, pod. Well, Jamsters again. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on all the socials. You can follow me at Darth Boyd and read my writing at BriceAdamsSun.com. You can follow this guy. It's yeah, He said at Matthew Lissy for you I'm listeners out there. And if you haven't tried it all uh, before, give yourselves two thumbs up and fireworks will happen. And make sure you give the, th- the pod a thumbs up as well. Uh, oh, Matthew, before we get out of here, I did want to read a couple uh, Apple reviews and we'll do it next time. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, go home and love your family then. Is that it?